Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our overgloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your favorite librarian, Katrina the Wine Genist, <laughs> and your favorite, uh, whomever I might be, you're Irene. The, you're the side braid, Irene. I'm the side braid today. Today I'm side braid. Mm-hmm. I'm digging the side braid situation. The only qualm that I have with the side braid is when I wear to work is that yeah. my loops no longer have an ear. Yeah, because you can't, you have to do the weird like tuck your braid behind your ear thing and that's like not cute. Yeah. It's not a cute look. It's, it's It doesn't work because yeah. my, yeah. my furs are so thick. Yeah, that's a high class problem. I know. I How's your day? Furs. How are you, Irene? It was good. I'm good. I'm living my best life. You are? Yeah. I feel I, like yeah, that's like a genuine, good. like, I feel like other iterations of this, you're like, living my best life, but you're like, hating life. <laughs> so I feel like you really, like, life is good for you, today I Today was a good day. Today was a good day. Today, yeah. uh, so every Wednesday, I teach at the school in the morning. What I oh. don't like is the getting up early business. I don't know. I think co- I've changed, man. COVID's changed me, man. I used to get yeah. up so early all the time. What's air day, early every for day. you, though? What's early? I mean, like... 6 a.m. ish. Okay. 6 is decent. Yeah. Yeah. 6 That's is early. Time. Here, like, yeah. the sun's not out at 6. Yeah. Even in the dead of summer, like, the sun, the sun has not come out yet. The so that's The sun early. doesn't come out. The sun will come up tomorrow. Um, yeah. So that, it's been early. So, I mean, I don't like that, but yeah. um, it was a super productive day. Uh, fun fact I calculated something today. What? And then. Uh-huh. So I, I was getting ready in the morning, you know, I did my shower, my brush, my teeth, my floss, my all, I didn't floss, I lied. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I did all of my things to get ready. And at the school, we don't have a laundry service. So there's like a protocol in place for taking your scrubs in and out of the school. And for us teachers, you can't wear the same thing you wear on the street as mm-hmm. in clinic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I bring my lab coat home. I put it in a bag, like a plastic bag when I leave the school. I tie it up. I don't yeah. touch my bag, my lab coat for like 24 hours. And then I throw the content of the bag all in a washing machine. And that kind of sucks because my lab coat is white and the clothes that I normally wear are like, I don't know, black leggings, like yeah. long leggings and a, just a t-shirt because it's so hot. And I'm Donning and doffing like crazy. Like mm-hmm. donning yeah. and doffing for every student. And I have eight students in my row. Wow. And I, yeah, it's crazy. Like the amount of waste that happens when you're yeah. a teacher is yeah. absolutely incredible. Like we think we have a lot in private practice, but oh, at a yeah. school, it's so much more. So it's like I sign in my student. So I go in there, they review medical history, they take their vitals with their patient. And then I wash my hands, I put on a gown. I put on a new mask and gloves. I check everything out and then I take everything off and it it goes in the waste bin. And yeah. it was like a two second thing for me to just look in the patient's mouth and be like, okay, no changes since they were last year. And then yeah. every time they need an evaluation, 
it's the same thing. I go over eight times students, eight more gowns. I go through like 30 gowns in a day. Wow. Can't you just in like four leave hours. that gown like in that operatory? Like this is the instructor gown for that patient for that time. Do you know what I mean? I try and do that when I'm not like in the person's mouth for too long. Yeah. But it's so hard to take off a gown and not touch anywhere yeah. that wasn't covered or barriered. Yeah. And then the gowns have these little wraps around them. So oh, if you yeah, don't the tie them, item, they're falling yeah. they're like yeah. falling off your shoulder. And yeah. then what's the point of even wearing it if half what of your like upper body is showing anyways? Um, so that was like a wow moment for me today. I was like, yeah. damn, like there's so much waste. Like I have a laundry service at the office, so the gowns don't get thrown away. They get put right. in a bag and the company comes and picks them up. Um, but then I thought to myself, how many times do I change my clothes in a day? So <sighs> I undress and dress nine times in a day so i get out of my jams my pjams and then i shower in the morning then i put on my street clothes then i go to clinic and i put on my clinic clothes and i take off my clinic clothes go into my street clothes to the office office scrubs street clothes and then home into home loungewear because obviously I'm not going to wear what I wore on the street. Right? Yeah, I can't do that. And then, can't. and then pajamas. Nine times. I get naked in random places. Get it, girl. Nine times oh, a man. day. Sounds like my dating <laughs> life before COVID happened. <laughs> what? Oh. It's so oh. crazy. And you know what's really hard is not getting makeup on your clothes. So mm-hmm. on my street clothes, I like – do this like stretching the it stretchy out business neck thing. to get it mm-hmm. to get it over yeah so all of my shirts that once had like a cute upper collar are now yeah. just like they're like v-neck stretched out yeah, yeah. irene necks. Uh, That's and great. i and i and i now no longer wear like regular bras when i'm walking around i wear sports bras because yeah. i was like constantly my straps were constantly getting loose from oh. all of the dressing and undressing oh no I know. The good news is, like, when you become a superhero, it'll be, like, even easier, the training you have to do to, like, change in and out of clothes. Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, be a I lot can, better. I, I, I'm, 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 like, the flash changing out yeah. of clothes. Clinic so started I, at 8 today. I got there at, like, 8.45 because there's this, like, whole process, process, process. Process. Of, like, you have to go there. You have to, like, do an online COVID form before you're allowed in. They have to, like, pull up the online COVID form. They review it. And then they take your temperature. And then you hand wash. And then, like, only one person in at a time. So there's, like, a lineup out the front door. Not only of It staff, seems like that's counterintuitive, I feel like. Do you know what I mean? too. Like, yeah. don't, we can't have congregation, so congregate so that we can uncongregate. Like, oh, right. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, the lineup is like down the street because there are oh, no. 40 students in the clinic and 40 students need to get in. And then all of the people that work in the building and then 40 students have 40 patients. So it's yeah. just like this long lineup of people. I don't know. It's just it's correct. But yeah, that mo- molar of the story is I get molar naked in random places eight to nine times a day. That's good. That's that's good. That way then so, lots so that of, lots prompt of changes. That, prompted my Instagram story for today that Tooth Life Irene was crucified for by hundreds of people. What? So get this. So I posted I posted this like 
first story this morning. Good morning, everyone. Have a great day. Peace out, peeps. My, like, you know, thing. Yeah. And then I was like, how many of you people, and I, like, pointed to my lab coat and my clothes that were hanging in my car, like, how many of you people bring your lab coats and clothing to, to your workplace versus, like, wearing your scrubs to work? And it was, like, a good mix. Like, I think, like, four or 500 people voted that they don't, and then, like, four or 500 people voted that they do wear them. And then, like, the messages came in. The, like, let me clarify. So, like, I wear them to work, but I don't wear them home from work. Or, like, uh, I wear them home and back. Like, everyone's dirty everywhere, so it doesn't matter. whether. So it was, like, this, like, constant thing of, like, people. And then... I have a question for you on the American side. American. Are there, American, <clears throat> do you not follow IPAC or some form of standardization of infection control and prevention guidelines? I mean, State, like, like, we do, I will say this, Canadians are like rule followers. Hardcore, yeah. Like, I will say, like, when you, you and I were talking when we first met and you're like, oh yeah, I could never, like, clean my husband's teeth because... Mm-hmm. That's illegal. Yeah. that Those are just, you wouldn't see that in the United States, A. B, right. I think people would say, well, what does it matter? I, I don't know. And so, unfortunately, there's a lot of But on, this, on the, like, PPE scrub side, so I understand, yeah. like, different states, different guidelines. Some yeah. people follow, some people don't follow. Mm-hmm. But, like, is there not, like, an, uh, an uh, uh, some form of... Oh, yeah. They're, we follow standard. OSAP, CDC. We follow all of those guidelines. But right. does it mean that somebody's actually showing up in our offices and watching us change out of our scrubs that we treated patients in every day? No. So huh. the, the chasm is there's the right way to do things that we learned in dental hygiene school, which was if you're going to wear scrubs, you have to wear PPE over them. And technically, your PPE is not your scrubs, but rather whatever that final layer is between you and your patient. Right. Right. All of those things. But then you get out into the real world in private practice. And this is why so many private practices in the United States have had problems with PPE or acquiring the right PPE is because they didn't have that supply chain before COVID happened. They weren't right. wearing lab coats when treating patients or they weren't wearing disposable gowns. They weren't they didn't have those things readily available because that just wasn't something that we were doing. So yes, we do have those guidelines, but I will say that for the most part, um, most practices were not necessarily following those things because you have to inspect what you expect and that doesn't really happen in the U S. Well, I mean here too, I'm sure here, like I, I was guilty of it. I remember like Irene of 10 years ago Mm -hmm. would, go to lunch and like maybe throw on a jacket or a sweatshirt or a zip up or something and like run across the street and grab a coffee from Starbucks. Like Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of it too. I haven't done that in a really long time Mm -hmm. because I'm a teacher. So I just am used to the, the, the by the book way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I find it interesting that there are so many variations of normal um, and and yeah, and it's yes. like the the conversation is, I mean, at least to me, it seems that it's only happening now yeah. where people are like, you shouldn't be wearing your scrubs or like, and I see like all of the cute figs models and the figs yeah. scrubs and they're like, what should I wear to work today? And they're like going through their closets of all of their scrubs, putting them on and be like off to work and like getting in their car and driving to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder like, 
Is it just that the light bulb hasn't gone off that like, hey, you might be the person bringing something into the office mm-hmm. that gets transmitted to the patients? Like it's not your patients are not just like all the dirty ones. Like it could also be that you passed by someone at Starbucks on your way to work and you mm-hmm. got stuff on your scrubs. Like, I don't know. It's just like a weird yeah, a and I think thing. The, I agree. I think the challenge is that the CDC's now shifted their their statement on fomites. So before we were concerned, you know, wipe wipe down your bags, wipe down Amazon Prime orders, wipe down you right. know whatever because we just didn't know if COVID was adhering to those areas. And yes, while there is yes, research they that says are, that right? COVID adheres to cardboard for a certain amount of time or adheres to right. stainless steel Plastic for a certain amount of time, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The problem becomes that we are not seeing a contraction of COVID just because it can live on that surface does not mean that Doesn't it's entering it's... the air in fomites and people are breathing it in. So right. The irony becomes the major issue is still our mucosal membranes. And so it's funny because I I was just consulting in a practice last week where they're so concerned about PPE and pre-procedural mouth rinses, and then none of the patients are wearing protective eyewear. And it's like, okay, you do realize that their mucosal membrane is right here. So we need to be mindful of those things. And I think we're just – we're missing the mark because we're just – we're, we're just trying to figure it out as we yeah. go, and it's, it's inefficient. I, I, think it's, I think that's a good point that you made about the protective eyewear because I recently invested in some new eyewear for my patients. So I've gone through in a month, in four weeks, so like congratulations to Life Studio for being open yes. for a month and a week. This happy, will be our month and a half. month anniversary. Thank a month you. and a half. Yeah. So I've gone through three different sets of eyewear. So I bought like the standard... 3M protective mm-hmm. glasses from our manufacturer, from our distributor, and they were like $30 a piece. I'm like, great, they're expensive, they'll last. You know how like, they get scratched up yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So like two days of all different types of patients wearing them, and they do that like flippy thing. I guess they press on the back of the headrest, oh, or if you have your patient so like flip back, turn yeah. their head towards you, turn yeah. their head away from you, and then they're yeah. like, they're, they're just flying in the air. So I'm like, all right, yeah. these aren't going to work. So I cut them. I cut the little arm things oh. off the back, <laughs> and I was like, okay, did. well, right. So I cut the little arm things. I grabbed um, like a straight handpiece with like an acrylic polishing oh, burr, like the meta. So I started because I didn't want it to like mess up my chairs because if it was sharp, right? So yeah. I smoothed out the end, and then the same thing. There was like this like gap underneath the glasses and over top of the glasses. Mm. So those had to go. Then I bought like the Stevie Wonder glasses that literally wrapped around the entire head. Isn't she love? Right. (laughs) Same thing. Didn't fit. So I'm like, damn, like what are the best glasses that I know that have always fit my face? And I think back to like my tennis days when I played competitive tennis and Oakley's were like the oh, M frames no. were the ones you to wear. You bought Oakley's for your I office? Didn't buy, I bought Folkley's. Oh. So I okay. went on Amazon and I bought these awesome fake Oakley glasses that are huge. Yeah. And I posted this video yesterday on my Instagram of me using a ProfiJet on a, on a patient wearing these glasses. And they were so big and so wrapped and so tight. And the person that was wearing them was like a little boy, like a young oh, 10-year-old yeah, boy some, with a yeah. small I th- face. I thought so because he had a lot of plaque. <laughs> yeah. And it fits so perfectly. Oh. So I ended up buying four more pairs. And I linked that in my Instagram story. And since then, they were like 
380 swipe swipe ups to that oh. to that Am- I sh- damn I should have made a made you a cut off of Amazon you should have made a little so it's mm-hmm. interesting that like you have to try out so many different pairs because yeah like not only am I using a ProfiJet and there's powder and stuff that could potentially mm-hmm. go everywhere there's also this like mucous membrane protection layer that we need to provide on the eyewear side yeah so those are cool they're really cool so good i'll link i'll link uh, that amazon link linkity below. link it in the they were like 34 dollars, and they were the best investment i think i've ever made on an eye protection side so so good so yeah so that, that that was my day my day was good i like oh my gosh um, yeah lots of cool pa- pa- patients today we hit i i I love that we had that episode with Mark Costas like a yeah. few episodes ago because we were like just opened or we're just about to open we're about, and we just were about talking to open, about yeah. mm-hmm, and we're talking about like projections and what we had projected for our patients and new patient exams and like whatever um, and I think we had talked about like me thinking that within the first two months I'd have 30 new patients which he was like, oh, how sweet. And he was like, yeah, that's good. That's like a good metric. Well, today we just had 167 <gasps> what? new patients. Are you kidding? Irene. For four and a half weeks. It's oh my crazy. gosh. That's amazing. Congratulations. And all of these people are like mostly strangers. Like, isn't it cool wow. to think that a stranger like trusts wants you to come and see you and trust yeah. you not only with them, but like their entire their family. family? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's so awesome. So, Congratulations. You're killing it, girl. Today was a good day. Today oh. was a really, really good day. And I That's had like so some awesome. cute, cute patients. We had like dance yes. parties in my in my <gasps> bubble. I love dance nice. parties. Yeah. I kids. I love seeing kids. Like absolutely love. If I could turn this practice into pedo practice in a heartbeat, I would. But it's mm. just not, not in the plan. But yeah, Sounds it was like really fun. Which leads into who we're interviewing today. Oh, who are we interviewing? <laughs> <laughs> well, first we should talk about... What's happened in November? Graciously, this episode is graciously sponsored by our peeps at Densplice Serona. And a couple of episodes ago, we got word that Densplice Serona World Live was going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. And then we got word that Densplice Serona World has decided to go virtual, which I am super yes. pumped for. And yeah. registration is available. The link is in the, the description box below, but you can easily just Google Densply Serona World 2020 and then hit the registration. It is like the speaker lineup is epic. On the hygiene side, the speaker I mean, obviously, it's so cool. Obviously. <laughs> Let me tell you who the speaker lineup is for oh. Densply Serona World 2020. We've got. Miss Emily Bogey, what up? Bogey, who is I talking love about her. some risky business, and then she's we've got talking about yeah risk management. Risk management, yeah. Then we've got India Chance, who's talking yes, about uh, preventing tomorrow infection, infection prevention and training mm-hmm. for dental healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Miss Jasmine Haley, who you oh, may I listen to. Jasmine. She's got her own podcast too called beyond the profi and she's talking about uh how trauma affects um how trauma affects um disease and i'm really interested to hear i mean i hope that i get to hear her talk at the same mm-hmm. time i don't know how it like the format's gonna I be don't but know either and then we've got um miss katrina klein who mm-hmm. will be discussing ergonomics oh, I her. she's I, awesome Yes, and then we've got the one and only Sherry Lukes. Sherry Lukes. Sherry Lukes is, I don't even know, what's a word to describe? She's 
I don't Cricky. know. Yeah, I like want her She's... to like be my stepmom or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So funny story about Sherry Luke's. When we were at RDH under one roof, we sat next to one another while you were giving the mega session address. Oh no. And and you know what she says to me as you walked up on the stage. You like they did your intro. You walked up on the stage, and she turns to me. She goes, in her like kind of southern accent I guess she goes I don't think I've ever been that thin and that skinny before (laughs) (laughs) and I looked at her I'm like me neither honey me neither oh no (laughs) and you're up there wearing your like power dress and your power heels and she's like I don't think I've ever been that skinny and that that lean before (laughs) can I tell you that program I was so nervous that I was gonna have like pit stains like down to here that I did that that like treatment that you can do on your armpits that like With stops Botox? you from like, no it's not Botox it's like a it's like it's called dry sol or something you like you get it prescribed from your dermatologist really? and you just like dab it on and then you sleep with it overnight and it itches so crazy and then you you can't the listeners are, know what I'm talking about because we've all done it so you put you dab I it haven't on. done it I feel like I need oh to God. do it. I'm sweating right now it, yeah it itches so bad <laughs> it's just so bad and you can't you can't scratch you can't do it and then you wake up in the morning and then like you're fine and you like don't sweat at all. But I woke up in the morning the and I had, I had like a transient like rash like all down, <gasps> all in my armpit and I'm like you <gasps> never told me this. Well, so then if you see me speak, I'm like I don't even move my I don't lift my arms up like I'm just like because I was so nervous that people would be like why does she have an infection in her armpits? I was so nervous. I want- As you were talking about systemic disease, you have a huge rash. <laughs> Oh, well, Miss Sherry Lukes is speaking. She's talking about coping with consequences in these challenging times. And then we've got uh, Joy Void Holmes. Love Dr. Joy. I love her. I've never met Dr. Joy before. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed. She she talks about building confidence and courage to success. So I'm interested to learn get more about building confidence. I need a little I confidence. Be confident. Yeah. Because I and then the things. last two speakers are probably not as cool as the rest of them. But the last two speakers, one of them is a ginger. And her name yes. is Katrina. You might know her as the Maybe dental not. wine genist. Yeah. Um, and you are talking about a, the, a novel approach to parod, I'm going to say it, a novel no. approach to periodontal disease, 2020 vision on oral inflammation. Get it? Like 2020 vision, like, and the year is 2020? Girl, we, no. we're not going to talk about that lecture topic title because that was our lecture topic title. Well, I've had it for, for a couple of proposals, but yes, mm-hmm. yeah, stay tuned. Cheated on me. Uh, yeah, tell, tell, me, tell, tell me more. Tell me more. What, what is it all about? Well, I haven't written it yet, but when I do write it, I'm so- <laughs> I Are we supposed quite- to record it like this week? I well, I mean, it's gonna be brilliant. It's in my head and it's brilliant. So when I put it in a okay. PowerPoint, it's gonna be real good. Well, apparently, as the landscape of healthcare continues to evolve in the post-COVID nineteen era, so does the professional and ethical responsibility within the dental community. Yeah. As per Katrina, um, research from the Center of Disease Control, aka the CDC, where you were basically inaugurally given a position recently because of all of the CDC talk you have. I should. Um, you you will be discussing this role and all of the fun things that are related to periodontal disease. So I'm excited for you. And oh last, God, I can't wait. And last, what? who's the last speaker? I can't wait. La- lastly, I don't know. I've heard some like weird 
rumors that she's a communist. Um, yeah. Her name is Irene Yanku. Have you heard of her before? I think you pronounced her last name incorrectly. Oh, it's, is there a This click is how it? it's pronounced. Yanku. That's how you oh, do it. Oh yeah. See, I don't. I don't know how to say her name. No one Get really knows how to say her name. Come they kind of just like mumble the last name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me. Hey, uh, my my dance my Serona world debut. Yes. Will be this year, and I'm so excited. Honestly, DS World has been, you know, like as a speaker or at, at any position in your life, you're like one day, I would like to. Yes. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Like someday, so I'll, someday you, when I grow up, I want to be there. Right. One day when I grow up, I want to be just like Sherry Luke's. Um, I yeah, it was it was like a goal, and then I got the like formal invitation. Would you like yeah. to speak at Dance by Spiral? And I think I peed a little bit, and then yeah. I forgot. I was so excited, I forgot to send back the acceptance email for like yeah. four weeks. I know, and then they thought that you didn't want to. Speak, and they were like, probably. "Oh, does Irene not want to oh, speak?" No. And they're like, "Irene, we're just checking in that you got our accept like our proposal, and you'd like to accept." And I'm like, "Holy molar! I totally forgot." Yeah. So yes. So I will be doing a lecture called Save Someone's Life with an Extra Oral Exam. Oh. And yeah, it's the lecture that I gave at RDH Under One Roof that got some really cool reviews. And so I'm excited for that. So yes, I know we talked about all of these peeps, but they're all like super I'm human. I'm so excited. They're, so. They're, I mean, literally, like this is a powerhouse lineup. It's Yeah. The, and everybody's amazing. And what I love about what they've done with this lineup is – it's a blend of high-level clinical content, like things that you need to have, tools that you need to have in your tool belt right now. They wanted this to be timely. They wanted this to be like, okay, yeah. so what What can the hygienist do right now? We're still, seriously still in the midst of a global pandemic, and we need to be able to move through that. So how do yeah. we do that? And so it's a blend Identify of- and pivot. Correct. And so mm-hmm. it's a blend of clinical, it's a blend of leadership content, communication skills, um, yeah. ergonomics. I mean, it's it's all of these things. It's so like 360 that it's not just one thing. And yeah. it's going to be kind of I your one-stop shop. Yeah, I think the confidence piece will be really good because from what a lot of hygienists have said to me and perhaps to you too, is like now we're going back to basics. And a yeah. lot of people are still hand scaling. And it's like, yeah. shoot, I've forgotten the right angulation the right insertion the right instruments to use i get like requests from people saying i don't really have a lot of hand instruments because they were Mm -hmm. doing 80 percent ultrasonics and like i need to order more instruments like what do i order like what would you put in your kits Mm -hmm. so i think that confidence piece is going to be really important to get us in the same confidence level that we were using all of our tools before and now like perhaps using more limited tools but aside from the hygiene side like they're the website is really cool because you can see the stacked lineups for all different aspects of dentistry. So there's a huge component on hygiene, but there's also restorative and lab and implantology and imaging and ortho. I'm really Mm -hmm. interested in hearing um, some of the docs talk about um, office design and then there's a business management and practice. Mm. So if you're a doc, listen to this and you're like, yeah, hygiene isn't something that I would subscribe to for but this, there's like a lot of different things, endo and so CAD cam and, and there's a dental assistance uh, component as well. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of really cool things. It's, it's like, not, it's for the whole team. It's not it's like just literally a bring, webinar. Yeah. Like yeah, it's not, it's team. not a, exactly. It's not just like a series of webinars that you log into. It's like a whole interactive world that you'll, I can't wait. And I wonder who do, who do you think is going to be like, are they going to do a special guest? 
Like they've had Katy Perry yeah. before. They had and Katy Perry. Had they had Seinfeld. Last year, last year they had Seinfeld, and I will tell you, I do not like Seinfeld, and so really? I gave. I don't. I know. I don't. Why? I just. I'm not into that humor. Like I don't find that funny. I don't find Larry David funny. And I. Huh. The irony is, I dated this really hot guy in college that was like totally into Larry David. Like he'd be like, "Let's go back to my apartment and watch Larry David." And I was like, "I'll go back to your apartment, but I'm not gonna watch Larry David." Um, oh. So like that, I just I'm not into Seinfeld. So. But how was he though? Like was I didn't expect- see him. I was oh, out you drinking. You didn't go with at all. I was out drinking with somebody. I don't know. I was out somewhere. Holy! I mean, I'm I would not have interested. Gone. I would have gone just for you the sheer fact that's... that, like, you had a VIP badge. You were I did VIP. have a VIP badge. I gave my VIP badge away to actually one of our guests. On one of our guests our, on our on our our podcast. Our po- who? Doctor Schiffenhaus. You gave your VIP mm-hmm. badge to Shiffy. I did. I gave it to Shiffy. Shiffy. Oh, Shiffy. Shiffy hasn't aired yet. You guys will hear Shiffy in a little while. <laughs> that's, that's an episode. That's an episode oh. for the record books. That's yes. for sure. Oh, yeah, Anywho, yeah. Uh, so if you guys are still, you know, looking for cool things to participate in, I mean, it's we're all registering for webinars here and there, but this is going to be something that's completely different. So I encourage you all to join us. Be our guest, be our be guest. guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck. Darby yes. and we provide the rest. There we go. And uh, join us for some cool, cool CE, interactive CE. I mean, yeah, Katrina and I definitely have some stuff up our sleeves. I mean, I do. Katrina hasn't put together her I haven't put yet. it together, but it's going to oh, be amazing. I've got, I've got some stuff up my sleeves. My, my lecture is going to have some tear jerkers in it. That's that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do best. Anywho, um, so thank you, Dennis by Serona, for keeping this going, keeping it, even though it's not in real life. Um, yeah, we're we're just excited to be able to participate for Shizzle. Stoked. Um, our our episode. Speaking of children, our episode today is with a very fine individual, very fine, wonderful woman who has done some pretty remarkable things in the space of treating kids mm-hmm. and the, what's a good word for it? Advocacy for minimally invasive dentistry for children. And this is an episode that you kind of hooked up. And I think you have a personal relationship with Dr. Jeanette McLean. Yes. And you'll, you'll learn how we met in the episode, which is so fun, yes. but there's yes. a really fun way of how we met. So she's, she's really cool. And she, we, it was very like, and I don't know. She's a pediatric dentist, so I, she's I, cool. my ex, my expectation of her as a pediatric dentist was so different than what she was like in real life. Um, yeah. But also not like she was very fun and quirky, but she was obviously brilliant and oh my gosh, shared yeah. some really cool strategies for talking to patients and talking to parents, which I've incorporated since then. The beauty so of me having a bubble is that I kick parents out. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. You got to go. <laughs> you can't be in here with me. You know, you need an N95 mask if you're in here and you need a face shield and you need a gown and we just don't have that. So, you know, if little That's Johnny's so nice. okay, you're going to have to wait outside the bubble and they wait outside the bubble. Um, yeah. And it's really, it's like, it's helped a lot with getting compliance for patients and, um, I've used the phrase, I've got this quite a mm-hmm. bit recently. Do you do that? Do you see a lot of kids? I guess you're in perio, so I work in not. perio, so no. I mean, we do phrenectomies sometimes, but... Yeah. Do you miss seeing 
treating kids? No, I don't. I love working with kids. Like I, I am like a big kid, so I love working with kids. But I don't know. I just the working in Perio is just my jam lamb. Like I love mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't trade it. I feel it. you. I'm happy. I feel you. I like kids. I worked in Perio too, but before that, I was in Pedo for a few years, and kids were just like they give me a, I don't know, they give me life. I'm like I, a little child, too. I'm like, oh, my God, you're picking melon? I'm picking melon, too. I'm picking Stop melon. Stop it. You want melon? <laughs> I want melon, too. Um, yeah, so that's so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about uh, peds. So peds good. lecture. Yeah. Yes. Peds lecture. Peds, not peds lecture. Peds, peds. podcast episode. So here it is, peeps. Um, check this out. We'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with your two favorite peeps, Irene and Katrina. What's up, girlfriends? Hey, girl. Hey. How hey. are you? Oh, you know. I'm just living my best life. How are, <laughs> oh how are you? God. How are you in the AZ land? There is so, so much good. happening in Arizona right now. What is Everything's happening? Everything's happening. Yeah. Are no, you, everything's are you, happening. Are working, but are you going to get like recalled? Is that a thing? Are you I, gonna yeah, get- they're going to recall. They're going to recall this ginger. No, well, I don't think... <laughs> No, I don't think well, they're going to recall There are a lot us. of states that, like California, say, is, I don't know if they have already or if they're planning on closing things down again or like what, there's so many different waves of COVID happening in the U.S. right now. Yeah. What is happening in Arizona? Yeah. I mean, high community transmission rate for sure. <clears throat> so they just um, issued a release with our governor that like indefinitely gyms and restaurants and bars and like basically all the places I go to are all going to be like continually shut down yeah. um, for a while until further Did anything notice, reopen that is getting reclosed? As of right oh. now, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Now dentistry is open and, and we just, we don't have any like true tangible cases of COVID being contracted via you know, dentistry, like our PPE is what it is. And so I don't know, like we, there, we're not really seeing from the board of dental examiners, this like need to shut dentistry back down. So, and then uh-huh. as you know, that British journal article came out that linked poor yeah, yeah, oral yeah. hygiene to yes. possibility. So because of that, I mean, now we're looking at it going, it, it, does it behoove us to shut down dentistry? Like we need to just be <laughs> What? Did you just say the word behoove? Did Does you just have somebody hand us? you your coffee because listen, you couldn't make your own coffee? Is listen, what I want to know. <laughs> I made coffee. I made the pot of coffee. Okay, let, let's let's pre let's let's preface this, peeps. Um, while we were in our pre uh, episode recording phase, my assistant Katie came in who uh, was dropping something off and I asked her to kindly fill up my coffee cup, which already had coffee in it. I made coffee in the coffee maker and now Katrina's like all up in my grill because of it. But you had an assistant too. Steven Steven used to pick up your dry cleaning. So take a step back, Ginger. It's okay that I had someone make my coffee for me. Okay. Okay. It's all out of love. Also, you did clarify with her the exact like amount of cream that she had to add to your coffee so that it was the right color. So like that's... I love okay. you from the bottom of my heart, and we have a really epic interview that is so exciting. actually listening to us rant right yeah, now. Yeah, she has to sit and listen to this. Uh, so I'm this. so stoked. Okay, so I, I want to introuse Arizona's, her because- So mo- molar of the story, Arizona's okay. 
ish. Yeah. Ish. I mean, stay tuned. Cause like, who knows whenever you're listening to this episode, like I, we don't know. <clears throat> so I am so excited to introduce, uh, Dr. Jeanette McLean, um, for any, yes. She, okay. So, and, and what I'm excited about is like, she is like boss babe central. Um, she is a practicing pedodontist here in the state of Arizona, actually. And oh. many people who are listening to this podcast, you have probably seen her speak because girls like, well, before COVID happened, she was like everywhere. I feel like, um, traveling and speaking. She is extremely passionate about silver diamine fluoride and the opportunities to use it in clinical practice as a pedodontist. She uses it and she's 100% you've read something she's written or you've heard her speak or you've heard of her. Um, Dr. McLean, can I tell them about how you and I met? Well, first of all, hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. hello. <laughs> hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks yes. for having me. I am I am a, here. a fellow fellow Zoni. In the fellow Zoni? Zonian, yes. Is that what you guys call each other? Zonies? Zonies. It's a hundred plus degrees. I am, <laughs> it is it is a hot, hot and steamy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're still still kicking it in the AZ. We're doing the damn thing. Yeah. 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 So, so, but, but the can how I, did can you I guys meet know? now? Yeah, yeah let's please. let's talk about our our romance. Where can we, we unpack where we met? this? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, as the listeners may know, I am an avid jazzerciser. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, guess guess Stop. who else is a jazzerciser? Guess who Stop. was box stepping behind Katrina? Yes. Oh so, gosh. and like, we all like have our spots. You like, would. You know, like in you yoga. Would. <laughs> you know how like in yoga, you like have like, that's where you put oh, your mat yeah. every time, you know? You gotta so, have like, your spot. In, you have to have your spot. So in jazzercise, like we have like our spots. And so like our spots were like kind of close together. And I was like, she looks so familiar. <laughs> and finally one day we were like, Hey. You're, you're you. Oh my gosh. So now, uh, well, we can't go to Jazzercise anymore. We do it online, but um, yeah. Is there that's an online Jazzercise? There is. Jazzercise. How come you oh, haven't man. told me about this? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm not sponsored by Jazzercise, but if they'd like to sponsor this episode, that'd be <laughs> terrific. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can go online. It's like Jazzercise on demand or something. Mm -hmm. And our gym does like Facebook. Oh, lives. it's not like a live thing where you can like see all of your Jazzercise buddies in their home. Can you imagine? If, that'd be amazing. Can you imagine Dr. McLean, that, if people could like tune in and watch us? Can you yeah. match? That would be yeah, great. No, like is. a Zoom of Jazzercise. Like we could be all yeah. Jazzercising right now together. We part of the reason why we love jazzercise is because like legit nobody's watching us. Like we're all oh. just like in our own little space, like jazzercise. <laughs> that, that's true. There there are no mirrors at no. jazzercise. Really? So you, can, you can be as ridiculous as you want. Why is that? Some, some, is that on purpose are. that there are no mirrors? Yeah. Yeah. And and I would yeah. just like to say that when Katrina jazzercises, she goes all out. Oh, she does. <laughs> she she, totally she, I just she, she brings <laughs> the funk. That's D-A-F-U-N-K. I think it's because she has way too many gay male friends. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think it's her, it's probably her theater background. She's, she's all about the jazz hands. Yeah. 
spirit fingers. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, it's so good. So that's um, so you guys were in jazzercise together, but then how uh-huh. did you how did you connect to dental that's like, life? That's how we connect. Well, we just we like was, I, I she's everywhere. Dr. Marlene is you like you know that face even when she's like got ponytail on, like jazzercise yeah. neon on, like ready to go. Like you recognize, like you're like you. So <laughs> then we we started having like after jazzercise talks, which honestly I'm like these should have been podcasts because like. Dr. McLean is so, you're so passionate about um, not only dentistry, but pediatrics. And so one of the things that I really wanted to start today's episode with, um, we're going to get a little provocative here, but here in the state of Arizona, we are one of those states where unfortunately, doesn't it seem like every other week there's a story of a kiddo who goes into a practice um, to get some dental work done, they get sedated and they end up losing their life. And so I know you're very passionate about it. You're very passionate. What, what about are the stats on that? So how, how, what, well, the, how many the truth would is, you say? The truth is we don't know the stats because there's not mandatory reporting. And a lot of times the information isn't readily avoidable, which is frustrating because as a pediatric dentist, I want to know what, what were some of the, the critical mistakes that could be potentially avoided to prevent that tragedy Again, so, you know, first of all, I want to say as a pediatric dentist, there's always going to be a need for sedation and general anesthesia, anesthesia in, our, in our profession, period. It's, it's never going to go away because unfortunately, a lot of these kids get to us when it's just, it's too, too late. late. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not coming for the age one visit. Um, what's trending now, unfortunately, is there's a lot of um, folks that are not using fluoride at all and not... Mm-hmm. Right not getting varnish at the pediatrician or not using topical fluoride in, in, in toothpaste. So, and then, <laughs> there's also a trend of what I like to refer to as designer junk food yeah. where, you know, this mentality that, Oh, well, if I get all these organic snacks at Whole Foods, uh, they're not mm-hmm. going to cause cavities. We, we eat organic. <laughs> yeah. We're just so yeah. crunchy and awesome. So the parents are, are like, <laughs> dumbfounded when, when they happen to look in their kids' mouths and there's visible holes. And, and anyone mm-hmm. who treats children knows that if you see a visible hole, there's a good chance you're, you're like beyond a minimal right. intervention. Not you're always. At, you're at maybe pulpotomy or pulpectomy and right potentially you know not 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 always but but generally speaking if you can visibly see something you know there's there's a a lot more going on what made you what made you want to get into pediatric dentistry let's take a flashback versus the flash forward i mean we do this all the time (laughs) katrina and i just like i get i get i get ahead of myself yeah where where did you go to to school where did you graduate from let's do memory lane so i uh graduated from northern arizona university and when i was there i was thinking like oh maybe i'll go to medical school that sounds good i and my mom who's an rn was the one that actually suggested dental school. She's like, you know, Jeanette, my friends that are MDs are saying she doesn't, she shouldn't go to medical school. She should go to dental school. And I was like, huh, let me investigate this. So my senior year, um, part of the honors program you could do, I forget what they call it. It wasn't an externship, but anyhow, you could create your own course. And my course was to go and shadow in these various um, dental settings. So I spent time at a public health clinic with the periodontist with the oral surgeon and with the 
pediatric dentist. And when I spent time there, I was like, you are my people. Aww. This is my special place. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I ended up actually getting an assistant job there my last semester of college, applied to dental school. And, you know, from day one dental school, I, I had my, my sights on pediatric residency. Like that was the plan from, from day one. So anytime there was an opportunity to do, um, you know, a charitable event, or I, I went to the University of Southern California. So they had uh, the, they're, they're really well known for their, their mobile clinic. Yeah. And um, they have a, a fantastic program with the Rotary Club called Ayuda. So we did, I did three, was it three? Yeah, three international trips. So Mexico, uh, Belize, Costa Rica, and got to treat lots and lots of kids and then my fourth year i was actually working weekly in a in a pediatric dental clinic in inglewood and um uh, but yeah so cool always so knew you I always knew you always knew i find it right. interesting that someone told you to go into dentistry that was in medicine because i feel yeah. like all of the <laughs> facebook groups they're like i just got admitted into dental hygiene school what should i do and then all of the dental hygienists are like go into nursing you should have like, gone into like, nursing yeah it's oh, like the opposite funny. that yeah i guess grass is always greener um, oh for sure mentality is, and, and is, things and things change i mean i if my daughter said to me because she's the one that has a little bit of dental vibes where she's like "Ooh, dr drill and phil from uh <laughs> from plato this is fun uh, you know she has like a, an affinity toward dental stuff but um you know in the current environment not so much covid environment but i mean in terms of the cost of dental education yeah. i don't know that i'd be like yeah do it. Sign yeah. up for that half a million dollar debt. What, what, yeah. you know, I don't know. Unless, yeah. unless, unless something dramatically changes within dentistry, I, I don't know that I would be, but I, I will support whatever my kids want to do. Yeah. But the cost is high. The, the cost, the cost of, of education and, is, is crippling. And then, I mean, that, that could be a whole other story for a whole other day. So yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, that's cool. That's mm -hmm. interesting that you always knew you wanted to be <laughs> in dental-ish and then mm -hmm. Pete's was like the light. Because you yeah. oftentimes you hear uh, those that have specialized and they're like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I could have done peri, I could have done endo, yeah. I could have done this, I could have done oral surge. Definitely yeah, didn't. And the, and the ones that want to do pedo or don't want to do pedo, it's like they definitely know <laughs> they polarizing. don't want to do yeah. It. Yeah. It's yeah. a polarizing specialty for me. It's like if, if I could work at a place where we could watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory all day and like <laughs> sing yeah. and dance. Everyone and, and needs to know that she's also wearing a Snoopy, Snoopy t-shirt <laughs> that says to-do list and it has Snoopy sleeping on his red doghouse and it says yeah. nothing underneath it. Yeah, I love, that's I love cool. peanuts. But yeah, it, it is, it's the, the perfect profession for me. I think because that's the name of this episode is I love peanuts. <laughs> too. Got it. They're delicious. They're packed with protein. They're nutritious. They're salty. They're good. No, but uh, <laughs> I, I like that dentistry allows you to combine the, like a love of science. My, my, yep. my major was chemistry, but then the ability, you know, I didn't want to work in a lab somewhere. I, I wanted to interact with, with people. Um, so it's that the science and the art of dentistry that, that was well suited for me and being like forever kid at heart, pediatric yeah. dentistry was, was perfect for me. Cause then it brings in the jazzercise aspect where, you know, where I could be the comedian and the actress and just, you know, make it fun. And that's what I, what I find 
incredible. I can't imagine like the way that people are so averse to the idea of treating kids, you know, likewise, like my thought of like having to be serious and work on adults yeah. and not be, you know, that would be really boring. <laughs> not that you can't, not that you can't goof around with adults, but you know how sometimes they're, they're like not really feeling the committed yeah, vibe. Yeah, into it. Yeah. yeah. Kids are, kids are all about it. So yeah, I, I enjoy that. I love that. Now, so you own your own practice here in Phoenix. Correct. Um, and so talk, tell us a little bit about like how long you've been in practice and, sure. um, you know, what, what it's like being a, a pediatric dentist. I know we're kind of wrapping back around, but, but tell us a little bit about what it's like practicing here in Arizona. Sure. Well, I actually joined a practice that was one of the first in the metropolitan Phoenix area. So it's been around over 40 years. And uh, Dr. Joel Arthur, which a lot of Arizona dentists uh, would, would maybe know that name. Um, so he started it and then his, his daughter and son both went uh, to dental school. So his daughter is my partner. So we're 50-50 partners. And then his son is actually dual trained um, orthopedo. So he's our, our orthodontist. So when he retired in, I joined the practice in, in 05, right out of residency, um, and then he retired in 07, so I bought out his uh, half of the practice. So what's the math on that? Been there 15 years, owner for, I can do math uh, 13. <laughs> you don't even have to use it numbers. Matter. You use letters with your teeth. 13 so yeah, years, A, B, C. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carry the one to the power of two. Yeah. There you go. And move the decimal a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah. Sokotoa, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so is he no longer Dr. Arthur's? No longer in practice. There, right. he re he retired. He retired. He's in his, I think he's in his late seventies. Like his back finally was like, I can't, yeah, can't do this. Uh, he's still on your website, by the way. Well, because people, people know him. Yeah, he's still right. there. I'm like, wow, well, they have a really big team. No. So the, the reason he's on there is because they know our him. practice is over 40 years. So, for example, just the other day, we had a grandma, mm. uh, a.k.a. former mom of a patient and her son, our former patient, come in. So, like, people search yeah. that so it's important to yeah. be on there because yeah. like, yes, that's where I brought my kids and, you know, because a lot of times the, the grandparents are, are caregivers or, or, or the, yeah. the, now the, the parents, our former patients are looking for a provider and they'll be like, that was my dentist. So that was the whole Aww. conversation. And the, the famous thing with, with that, we always take a picture of the new patient appointment and they're like, oh yes, we had a Polaroid. So they're going to like go and try to find it on our Instagram and, and, and Facebook. But they remember, and like everyone talks about Dr. Arthur and, and you know, so that, that's why that's he's cool. on. I think it would be that's wrong cool. to take him off because it, yeah, it's it like have, the wall of fame. You would, mm -hmm. you would, it would lose the identity of the of the practice like if you read the bio it, it explains it too. yeah but cool very cool it's like, it's like papa smurf you don't take papa yeah, arthur you can't yeah. you can't take papa no, you arthur you can't away. do that yeah it says yeah. It's, it does say that he's semi-retired so you may see him at the office from front from time to time. Kinda, That's nice. He likes to come by and, and yeah. you know, give his opinion on things. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, good. <laughs> we love that. Your office uh, and you personally have done a lot with SDF and you've done some cool YouTube videos and you've lectured quite a bit. Hey, we've got something in common. You were on Howard Ferran's show as well talking about mm -hmm. how was how was your experience with Howard? We we had a really well, fun we experience, had experience with him. him. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I've done, I just think they few. broke it and I've done a few podcasts with him. 
that the more recent one they split into two two episodes but yeah. um so i'm actually on the the editorial board for Dentaltown magazine oh cool and my i think maybe back in 2014 was probably when i first wrote an article for them um and have written multiple articles for them and then multiple on-demand CE courses. So yep. I have one on, on silver diamond fluoride and, and uh, one on icon resin infiltration and etch bleach seal. And um, they also have one like for, from the last county meeting that they had um, on, uh, you know, what's trending in pediatric dentistry. But yeah, doc, uh, Howard is awesome. And I really appreciate what he has done for dentistry. And he really was the, um, well, what would be the term? Pioneer. No, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He really yeah. was the pioneer of having this, uh, I guess you could call it like a, a digital meeting place, you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. they had the, the county forums. Because um, that, you know, before we really had the Facebook forums, he started that and that was a place where you know people who felt sort of isolated in private practice could connect with other providers and and have that camaraderie that we're missing from school yeah you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we especially feel that way now you know when we were closed and like you need to have that connection to people who share your experience um because no one doesn't matter who your partner is in life, you know, no one really understands what you're going through and the challenges yeah. that we face quite like uh, your, your dental peers and colleagues. So that, that's, it's pretty remarkable. I think what I what like, he did. I like a lot of the things that you've done with um, dental town and the publications. One specifically that I saw recently, and it was like a step-by-step tutorial on the hall technique. Yeah. Of placing a, mm-hmm. a crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really useful. And, you know, there, how do you, there are mixed feelings, right? There's mixed feelings about general dentists doing pediatric dentistry versus mm. the referral. And mm-hmm. I think that by pediatric dentists showing the steps associated with complicated or what might seem to be a simple procedure to a general, general dentist and identifying it step by step as you have, it really gives someone the like, okay, perhaps I should leave this to someone else as opposed mm-hmm. to like tackling it and maybe not doing it as well or... Um, well, you, ha- you have to know what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And all technique comes from a general dentist. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, maybe this won't be the popular opinion of all general or, or of all specialists of all pediatric dentists, but the, the, the fact remains that there will never be enough pediatric dentists to treat all the children in the United States. There's always going to be a need for general dentists to also treat children, period. How do you know, how do you know as a, as a general dentist, how do you know, um, and perhaps it's instinctive, but how do you know when it's like, okay, I should refer this out versus trying to tackle it myself on the behavioral side and the social side and the, the, um, yeah, you have to know your limitations. And if something is beyond your knowledge base or experience, you're not doing any, a child, especially you're not doing them any favors to attempt to do something that you don't have the, the experience or, or speed to accomplish. I mean, that's always the, the saddest is when we see a kid where, where there's been a failed attempt at restorative at the, at the GP. Now, that being said, there are GPs who see children every single day yeah. and are incredibly skilled and, and experienced mm-hmm. in treating 
primary teeth and in treating young children. So it just depends. It's like, like with anything with a general practitioner, there's some that have an interest in ortho and they might do braces, you know, yeah. or they, they love, they have an affinity for endo and they do, they do tons of root canals. So it, it's really just, um, it's one of those things that as providers, we just have to know our, our limits yeah. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and refer, refer accordingly. But, you know, um, general dentists and hygienists are, they play a, an, an extremely important role in, in, in um, oral health for, for children. Yeah. yeah. I, I worked, I worked in a pedo practice when I first graduated school. And then I went into a perio practice mm-hmm. and it was interesting. It was a night, <laughs> night, night, and, night day. and day. And yeah. one thing that I noticed in my perio practice and perhaps Katrina, you can either like challenge me on this or agree with me on this is that I all too often noticed hygienists or patients that were seeing hygienists in general practices that had severe perio problems and that were constantly being treated but not treated to the extent that a perio practice would. And it was this like hamster wheel Mm -hmm. revolving circle of perio, perio, perio until they either left the practice or someone spoke up and said, you need to see a periodontist. And I also noticed that in pedo, working in pedo, where it was the restorations that came in or the things that were failing and needed to be retreated, um, it was the same thing. So my only judgment could be that we didn't know what we didn't know until we knew it, until someone told Mm -hmm. us that this should have been or ought to be a case that's referred. Um, Is that, do you agree with that Katrina on the perio side? Yeah. Yeah. I, you see all the time patients ca- that come in that have been managed that should yeah. have come in years Sooner. before. And so now by the time they get, and I, I do hate it because in perio, it's like, well, you don't want to go to see the periodontist. And it, it kind of has that negative connotation almost to the point where the patients end up remaining in general longer than they really should be. Um, and I, I do see that a lot of times too in, in, in pedo as well. Do you I, think a, I think a good rule of thumb for pedo is if a child has severe early childhood caries, they're best treated with a pediatric dentist. Don't mm-hmm. try to, if they have multiple quadrants of lesions and they're particularly young, put them at the, send them to the pediatric dentist. Now, if they have no lesions and, you know, that it would be fine in the family. Or maybe they have a little occlusal here or there and, and they're four or five years old. And they're, I, I find particularly once they start preschool and kindergarten, those children do very well with non-pharmacologic uh, behavior management. And, and that mm-hmm. can very easily be managed with um, in a family practice or, or at a GP. So we, we need them to help because we can't, we can't do every uh, single infant exam, you know, they help to screen. So if they, if they're doing a one year exam and, and they, they see lesions or I would hope that they're going to uh, refer them to, to pedo. No, I, I, I love that statement. And I think the challenge is we've all had those patients, especially in the perio side where they've said, I had a really bad, uh, you know, dental experience when I was a child growing up. And so that has like forever changed the way that I have looked at dentistry. And I, I, one of the things that I love about pediatric dentistry is that it really, uh, evolves to change that. Um, right. I, I've worked in, uh, I worked in a Medicare Medicaid practice on the West side, which we can talk about off the air. West but, um, side. Uh, West side. Just comes um, out. <laughs> West, trying to do the, the W here. Um, so, but, uh, you know, we saw patients there that should have been referred to pedo, but, um, 
we kept them in, in office. And I'll tell you, there's just nothing quite like uh, trying to do a, a palatal on a two-year-old uh, palatal injection um, <laughs> to, you know, try yeah. and get them anesthetized for whatever procedure needs to be done mm-hmm. because we're trying to manage them here. So um, can you walk us through, uh, you know, a few tips and tricks for uh, those of us clinicians who do see, you know, kiddos and want to do better? Um, you know, I, I, I am a big kid. So like, I'm like, let's talk about SpongeBob and Patrick. And like, I, I'm totally into that. Like, I love that, which is weird that I work in perio now because my patients are like, what are you talking about now? But, um, you know, what are some things that we as, you know, hygienists or uh, the doctors that are listening, what are some things we can do to, you know, make the dental appointment easier for our pediatric patients? Well, step one, I would, I would incorporate more minimal interventions. So that's okay. what I'm really, pa- beyond SDF, I'm passionate about minimally invasive dentistry. And the more minimally invasive treatments that hygienists and GPs can do to help kids earlier in earlier stages, either before the manifestation, manifestation of the disease or in the early stages, that can help prevent the pulps and crowns, or maybe the potentially traumatized patient that's had a surgical intervention that's gone wrong. Um, I think that so, would be- So what are we talking about there? Are we talking about glass ionomers? Or are we talking about sealants? Are we talking about fluoridation earlier? Mm-hmm. What types so of things? So, all, of, all, of the, all of the above. All of that. Anticipatory guidance, um, diet and, and hygiene counseling. Motivational um, counseling. Motivational, motivational interviewing. Yeah. Um, all of that. Um, what about and, nutritional counseling? Is mm-hmm, that something? That, exactly. Because, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier, like the designer junk food, and, and there's a lot of misconceptions where if people had just known earlier that your organic fruit leather is like an atomic bomb in your kids' grooves. <laughs> yeah. Like if someone organic had just, fruit people just say, you know, people are like, oh, if I, if I just knew that, yeah. you know, or for example, I had a, a, a family in yesterday with their one-year-old and their three-year-old and like you know they eat very clean but they're having the the lara bars like most of those organic bars are sweetened with dried dates and they're very sugary and very sticky sticky and they're like oh you can like see the light bulb where just Mm -hmm. simple things like that like taking the time um to do really what has the most impact (laughs) yeah fortunately a lot of people skip over that you know, which is really sad, which is another story, you know, a lot, the most important things we do are are often um, reimbursed the lowest or not at all, which is the the counseling, oral hygiene instruction. Yeah. They're only covered here in in our province. Most insurance companies will cover that like once every three years or five years. Um, where, where are you located? I'm in, I'm in Canada. I'm in Ontario, Toronto, Ontario. I was supposed to speak at the ODA this year. I know. Wow. I, I, I now have town, a, you got to come by and check out. I I'm opening up my own dental practice. Um, and we're first day of seeing patients is Monday this Monday. Ooh, so I don't know when people are listening. That's exciting. Um, I've incorporated. And the beauty of a startup is that I'm not taking over from someone else's protocols. And my incorporation of new patient exam includes oral hygiene instruction and a, a brief nutritional assessment and counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all, all new patients, all kids, all adults will get a power toothbrush and an instruction on how to use it. I feel very strongly about Carrie's risk assessment and management mm-hmm. and minimally invasive dentistry, you know, 
on the perio side and on the pedo side now. Right. <laughs> if you were to give a differentiation on the technique side, so obviously you, you went to school to be a dentist and then you went to a specialty to become a pediatric dentist. What types of things would you say that you learned in a high level um, in pedo on managing children, managing parents and expectations and techniques. And do you mean in f my formal education? In your, yeah, in your formal education, of course you learn <laughs> very a, a, little. a little bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> very but, little. But since then, I mean, are there a lot, there is, um, there is obviously um, an academy of pediatric dentistry mm -hmm. and um, which I spoke at last year here in Canada so what types of CE would you say um, help pediatric dentists expand their management of patients and children uh, and parents? Let's, let's leave it at that. Well, seeing as a, a speaker who, who's going to speak to that, uh, there's, uh, are there Dr. techniques? Are there, you know, who, one of my favorite speakers on that subject is Dr. Greg Seltis, who's from Washington. And I learned a tremendous amount because, you know, before I had children of my own, it's really hard to, to understand <laughs> or empathize yeah. with the parents and um, maybe we have some unrealistic expectations. So when, once I was on the other side of it as a mom, I mean, that really helped me empathize more with, with parents. And it's really interesting how a lot of it is just time uh, and experience in, in clinical practice as, as you see these kids year after year and start to develop your spider senses, as I like to call them, where I start to read a particular family and notice like what are their uh, behavior management techniques within the family? Like what are their oh. parenting styles and like what, what does like and how, doesn't how work? How do you tell? Yeah, what, what, what would the different types be? The way they talk to their children, the way oh. the children behave, it's really interesting. Mm. Uh, you know, especially now, uh, that's another topic. Actually, that, that was like one of the first articles I wrote for Dentaltown was um, uh, parents and spoiled kids, you know, like basically talking oh, yeah, about yeah. the challenges that we have and, and the changes in parenting styles is that a lot of um, uh, movement toward parents wanting to be a friend versus being a, a parent hmm. and not knowing how to tell their children no, yeah. you know, or not wanting their children to cry which is how you develop coping skills, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just like straight up tell, yeah. you can't straight up tell someone, but it, it, it's, it's very interesting. Huh? Yeah. How, so do uh, you treat someone differently based on um, how you observe that behavior? How would you? The, the treatment doesn't change, you know, it's always going to be uh, risk benefit and alternative to, to treatment. However, sometimes the conversation and the language used can be, can be different. For example, we'll have the parents that are more old school style that are like, yeah, you tell that kid to get in there to brush and they're being lazy and you tell them, you scare them, you know? Yeah. And then, that's then my we'll mother. Have, that's my mother. Then yeah, you have the polar mom. opposite yeah. where parents will call in advance and say, I don't want you to tell little Johnny anything. Why? You tell Why me. Not? Because really? I don't want you to upset them. <laughs> Stop. Really? That happened? Can you imagine? Real. Can you imagine no. Well, or they'll call and complain. Like, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Wow. This, this so is... how do you handle that? How do you handle uh, that? You know, you, of course you have to follow what the parent wants, but it is, I, I just feel bad for the kids. It's like, but do you man, have to how follow are you going to, what the parent wants? 
if you want to, them to be seen in, in your office. Uh, <laughs> Legal, but legally, do you? Legally, on the legal it's side. Their, it's their, if they don't want us to give the oral hygiene instruction to the, to the, to the child, like if they want us to tell the, the parent, yeah. you know, I mean, it's hard to describe a specific situation, but we've had people that were upset and said that like we were too hard on their kid. You wow. know, because we're like your oh. teeth are filthy and Falling your gums are bleeding. Your, yeah, you know, like rotting heaven, out of their heads. Yeah. It, it's it's a, akin to the the like what you might see in education, where you have the parents. You know, like, well, why didn't my child get an A? Yeah, they should have an A. You know, like yeah. that. Right. That that is um, pervasive yeah. in huh. today's parenting. That's very interesting, and that's the problem with today's world. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Crazy. The, ge- the generation so many- of snowflake children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a millennial and I think millennials get a really bad rap, but like, yeah, I'm an do. elder millennial. It's like, <laughs> Hey children, like millennial friends, like gather around the Snapchat and like gather, gather around, around the rotary we, phone that I remember. And yeah, elder millennial. And then there's like the non elder millennials. Like I'm at that cusp and I feel like I was still raised in that. Like you and I, Katrina are both millennials. But yeah. We're, we're elders. Like we're, we're but, the, we're the cutoff. Um, and my mother dropped the hammer on me, like, mm-hmm. and physical, that still exists. The it's physical not, and the emotional. It's not. It's not completely gone. Yeah, but there is more of the. Of the everyone gets a trophy, and you know, you know, asking the kid what they want. You know, yeah. my little two-year-old, do you want a silver crown or a white crown? The two-year-old doesn't know, <laughs> and the two-year-old doesn't care. Yeah, but you know, yeah. like, be a parent. Yeah, yeah. Put, put on your yeah. your. Yeah big girl mommy pants (laughs) and I think we should we should be having those conversations with parents chair side because they don't understand the science behind what we do so I I love that you know I have an office Instagram account and you know office Instagrams are very different than than your personal Instagram account it's like you speak as the we the we here at Tooth Life Studio and the we here at this and that are um and then someone will slide into either a DM or public post and I posted something about a toothpaste. It was just like a picture of the floor with two tubes of toothpaste, uh, twice toothpaste, morning and evening, whatever. And it matched my tile. So the whole point of this post was not about the content of the toothpaste. It was that my (laughs) toothpaste matches the mosaic tile in the bathroom that says floss it on it. And my little twerk that's, will... That's why you're extra, by the right. way, and my because little, of that. Little, but it wasn't intentional. Like, I didn't design the tile floor to match a tooth with a toothpaste. Like, come on now. But the whole point was like, here at Tooth Life Studio, our toothpaste matches our tile. Ha ha ha. Like, little toy poodle Lou, mm-hmm. dental dog in training on the side. And so, did that offend someone? Was that... It, a- it, that well, it, it, it created an uproar about, well, does the toothpaste have fluoride in it? And my yeah. response was, yes, it has fluoride in it. It also <clears throat> is uh, GMO-free, sulfate-free, mm-hmm. um, organically made, and whatever, like all of the, the claims that the toothpaste have. But then the woman decided that she wanted to post publicly that like toothpaste is poison, and it's poisoning kids, and it's messing with their minds, and they're like all of the things that we hear on, on, on social mm-hmm. media and stuff. And, you know, I muted that comment because people don't often understand that um fluoridation for some people is the saving grace for their dentition right um 
Right. How do well, you there, handle? How do you handle the subtle? There's a subtle way that I. How like, do you do that? My you my recommendation that? is not to be in your face. Like you need fluoride and you need it now. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, I have yeah. my like like that is going to turn someone off. Yeah. So it, it's a delicate conversation where you know I want to respect like like let's say it's their first visit and they say I don't want fluoride varnish. We don't mm -hmm. say you can't come to our office and you're an idiot. <laughs> that doesn't go over well. You think that in your head. You don't that doesn't it go well. over well. No, we say, okay, you know, we respect their opinion. And now let's say okay. the child has decalcification or maybe they have decay. And then we can start the conversation right. where, you know what, we do recommend topical yeah. fluoride. And, the, and this is why, because it can help, um, you know, reduce the critical pH point at which your, your tooth starts to demineralize, you know, and that being said, even someone who does use his fluoride toothpaste and who does have fluoride varnish can still get caries. It's not perfect, but what I have observed is in the children who do not use a fluoride toothpaste and are eating a cariogenic diet, they get that much more uh, decay and severe caries. Yeah. So I don't, I don't cram it down their throat. I start mm -hmm. to build that like the respect and the trust and taking time to engage in, uh, you know, the nutritional counseling and the, and the diet and all of that. So they, they, they build that rapport because what I find is once we establish that bond in time, you know, maybe it's going to be the next cleaning. Maybe it's going to yeah. be a year. Eventually they're mm -hmm. like, I want to do whatever you recommend. Because they, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, I don't, I don't judge them and I don't push my opinions on them. You know, we need to, to uh, respect that. And, and, you know, unfortunately, the ego of many dentists is like, well, I went to school and I'm the doctor and they have a big <laughs> problem. They have a big problem with the Google MDs and they're, yeah. they're so easily upset by it. It's like, just, just calm down. It's yeah. coming from a good place. This parent obviously wants the best from their child and it's difficult for them to decipher the noise that's available at their fingertips on the internet and they don't know what is good information or what is bad information. All they know is they wanna do right by their child and their intentions are good. You know, mm -hmm. are they well informed? Maybe not, but we don't need to like come at them and be- I like that. It, it's such a turn off yeah. if you try to push it down their throat. We need to respect and then build a rapport. And then typically in, in time, a lot of our anti-fluoride or afraid of fluoride families convert to, okay, we want it in our toothpaste. Maybe, okay, we'll have it topically in, in a varnish twice a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want glass ionomer restorations because I take the time to explain to them why I use glass ionomer. Yeah. And the benefits mm -hmm. of it. Like I've had anti-fluoride moms that are now want their patient chart flag to say i only want glass ionomer which is like mm. a thunk. wow but you know just having respect i i think would be the the, the simplified <laughs> term yeah. of like no, understand why how do you do why. you do you deal or do you handle how do you deal or how do you handle those that um like on social media might have you ever had that happen to you where someone will comment on a post or um Oh, sure. Probably. I mean, people, people can have, you know, people have the right to express their opinion. You know, I'll have, for, you know, for example, on the Hall Crown video, that's like our highest viewed YouTube. And people, uh, recently someone was like, I can't believe you put a crown on a baby tooth that's going to fall out. And you just try to have like, okay, well, let's, let's discuss this intelligently. 
-hmm. You know, they're going to have the tooth until they're nine, 10, 11 years old. They, so you don't they say that in the post. Let's discuss this da, 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 intelligently. Do you, do you right. comment? But this is like, in my mind. Yeah. But then I say, well, because, you know, we want them to be free of pain and infection and, you know, mm -hmm. just have, try to enlighten people instead of like engage in a, in a brawl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think oftentimes, so um, you're right. Like we do have that ego that we are trained and we've gone to school and we've witnessed this, but we forget that patients don't have that same level of education right. and our responses can sometimes yeah. aggravate the situation and it, it comes off as uh, aggressive as opposed to oh, like it does. educational. And I, yeah. and I I've learned that time. I've learned that from mistake. And then that's part of the growth of, you know, practicing mm -hmm. dentistry is what I did my first year out of residency versus what I do now are very different, you know, because mm -hmm. I used to push it down like, oh, well, you should use for like be more judgy, yeah. you know, and now as a mom, like, I don't want anybody being judgy with me. Like, who are oh. you to try to tell, <laughs> you know, so you like, you know, just being more patient and delicate with the conversations is, is, is going to have more long-term impact than just, you know, trying to shove it in someone's face because you can't check your ego at the door that you think you yeah. know everything because we don't know everything either. What types of <laughs> products do you really like? I mean, what, I'm sure you have a, an, a vast array of Sure, of like what we carry. Shows, but like, yeah, what like carry your, in your the, GIs uh, in the practice? and your, yeah, your SDS. Oh, I thought like, you meant like you, what we dispense, like, both, uh, like both. for home so care. Lead, leading into the dispensing products, but like what types of things do you, do you like as the different types of, of like materials. restorative, restorative yeah. materials. Yeah. Uh, well, I love me some glass ionomer restoratives. Which types? Uh, like which brands? Because I'm sure. Uh, there are GC tons America, of them. Uh, which is that? Well, GC is actually GC. a Japanese corporation, but they're celebrating their 100th anniversary next year, 2021. Huh. So they literally have been perfecting glass for a century. And there's a lot to be said about that. There, you know, unfortunately in the U.S., there's a lot of lingering misconceptions about glass ionomer because of uh, people's impressions of the primitive glass ionomers, mm -hmm. you know, from like the 1960s, 70s, which had a, a, were notorious for, for wear yeah. or washing out. Not recurrent caries, but wear right. and washing yeah. out. But those, we've, they've improved upon those. And now the, the physical uh, and mechanical and even aesthetic proper, properties are comparable to a resin. However, they have the added benefits of being hydrophilic and biomimetic and bioactive and they can remineralize and yeah. they slice and dice and julienne. No, that's the greatest <laughs> thing buy, since Wonder Bread. And if you Bread. buy one now, you get an extra You get one, one free. free. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are, you know, when I went to, to dental school, I, I was very much trained in the mentality that I now refer to as being a bonded honest where it was all about resin, 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 yeah. resin. Um, and I just didn't know any better. I, I literally had a mental block that glass could be a restorative material. I thought it was a crown cement. I thought it was a liner. I just, you know, lacked that experience. So, but that, that's a, uh, if you go to Europe or Asia, it's, it's a totally different story. You know, glass is the amalgam replacement in mm -hmm. Europe, but it, it hopefully it'll, Hopefully people will wise up to it in the U.S. I'm trying. I'm trying to disseminate the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I and think that's so a, on, so on the G, so that, <clears throat> so what about SDF? Um, any brands that you prefer? 
Well, uh, in the United States, the first brand that came to market was Advantage Arrest from Elevate Oral Care. So in Canada, you got it in 2017. Yeah. So the same product, but distributed by Oral Science. Yeah. Um, so that's my, what I use. The only other product available um, would be the SDI brand, which is Reva Star. Um, but, you know, the pH of that is considerably high. So for pediatric use, I don't recommend it because you really need to have a gingival barrier or a rubber dam to use that so you don't mm -hmm. cause a gingival burn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I use uh, Advantage Rest. But depending on where you are in the world, you know, let's say the original was Saffiride in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. But there's different brands in, in different parts of the world. Or you can DIY with a little silver nitrate followed by fluoride varnish. Yeah. <laughs> it's another way. Everyone likes a DIY hack. That was, a, <laughs> that was a, the DIY hack that we did on our last mission trip when we ran out of our, mm -hmm. our pre-packaged uh, SDF. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And, and it's nice that patients are starting to identify that this product is available or this treatment is available. Mm -hmm. um, it's... I think it's great. Um, I agree. How do you handle how do you handle using SDF on anterior teeth, um, and that expectation with parents, change in color of the dentition or the opportunity to do restoration that may or may not look as good as we sure. thought it would. Sure. Well, it, it just comes down to the informed consent discussion. Is like, what are your goals for your child? Are your goals to have the most cosmetic treatment in the least crying way? Okay, well, then you are going to go the route of sedation and zirconia, right? Or do you want the least invasive, safest way and go mm -hmm. the route of silver diamine fluoride? And yes, you're going to have some dark stain, but when the child is older, we could place cosmetic restorations without the need of, of sedation. And or if it, a lot of times it doesn't even bother them. And we just let the teeth exfoliate naturally with, with the stains. Some of the kids, you know, it's all in the way you present it or the attitude that you have about it, where some of the kids are like, yep, that's right. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my, my black diamond. It's, no. it, it, you know, uh, that's, that's one of the stories I share in my lecture. I have this little patient um, who's had SDF pretty much throughout her her mouth and uh, a couple of years after she'd been, she had been coming to us she came with her cousin and they hopped in the chair and she so, said to her co cousin they're gonna paint medicine on your teeth Aww. like she's just so like proud of of her little you know black diamonds on her front teeth so you know I like that they're gonna paint medicine <laughs> on your teeth is that something that you said to them during the chair that we're gonna paint medicine to right. your teeth? and yeah. that's how we explain it is is we can we can manage these lesions uh surgically like with conventional mm -hmm. restorative dentistry i.e like drill and fill dentistry yeah or we can use topical treatments like treating it with medicine versus the the surgery so think of it like a you know like if you had a disease and you're gonna or let, let's say you had acne or maskne you know maskne. You're gonna, <laughs> do you do you take a scalpel and cut off your zit no you probably no. put a little clear still so i explain it like that so instead of drilling out the decay and plugging the hole with a filling i'm going to treat it topically with a liquid a medicine to try and freeze i'll use the term freeze i know you use that for numbing in yeah. canada let's say freeze yeah uh, but to, to think of it like freezing the decay but it needs to be reapplied it needs to be followed up if it's in an area that you can't easily clean it 
where it's not open to saliva and it's cavitated, it would benefit from a restoration in the long term. Yeah. Um, but at least it'll buy us time until the child is older and more cooperative and we could place a restoration. And then I go into showing them like what I can do with smart and non-invasive restorations like placing glass ionomer or doing a hall crown, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if you look, you know, the, the, the preconceived notion of a dentist, you know, because we love making teeth look pretty and perfect is that, you know, no one is going to want this. But that's not the case, you know, especially with children. If, if it means saving that child from having to be sedated, the majority of per parents prefer SDF even in the anterior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's always just managing that expectation as you, you know, you tell them that there will be a physical and visible change in the dentition and then it's done. And, you know, they never really complain when they're in the chair. It's like after they've left and then they're in the car or in the rear view mirror sort of thing. And then it's the phone call that you get after. And a friend of mine works for oral science and we had a kind of detailed conversation about um, the pushback that dental hygienists, at least in our own province here, have with using silver diamond fluoride in general practice, not in pedo. In pedo. Um, and it's that they're afraid to have those conversations. It's like, I don't know how to really tell you what to expect afterwards because I don't normally, I don't even know how that's going to happen uh, or what's going to happen or what it's going to look like. And then in the end, it's like, I'm just not going to do it at all. And we oh, get that's into unfortunate. this. It is. Yeah. So how, if right. you well, give a piece of advice, go, hygienist go, now. go to my website Okay. and on that SDF, it's kidsteethembraces.com. Or basically if you Google SDF, you're going to find me. Um, but I have a chair side guide that I developed, which has before and after images of SDF treated teeth. And then also before and after smart treated teeth. So I show that to the child and to the parents say, this is what it's going to look like. So they know exactly what it is now, you know, I also teach, it's too much for, to, to explain in a, in a podcast, but let's say yeah. they just have white spot lesions. I'm not going to go and like mm -hmm. make a hot mess out of their teeth and stain everything. You know, you can remineralize that. Like you have what the X pure product, the remineralizing paste yeah. from oral and, science uh, in Canada. Like you could use that. You could use MI 3M, paste. 3M has a vanish, varnish, vanish XT yeah. glass ionomer. Right. You don't have to you can be selective. So, so yeah. sometimes let, let's say there's curious lesions in the posterior and maybe they're, they're not as concerned with that. You could do it in the posterior and then in the anterior block out the white spots with a varnish to prevent um, any accidental uh, uh, staining of white spots. But I, I try to be very selective and, and careful. I don't want to make a mess out of their, their kids' mouths either. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, I want them to look good. Or if they're really concerned with, with, let's say they have cavitated lesions in the anterior and they are concerned with aesthetics, well, great, then I'll do atraumatic restorative treatment with glass and there'll be no stain at all. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. still a viable treatment that I think sometimes people forget to nice. utilize. Yeah, yeah. And just building that. your comfort level, I guess. You've got to start somewhere. So perhaps for that hygienist that's listening, that's like, I've always wanted to try SDF and I never have. Like, perhaps you start in a non-cosmetic zone and you start sure. with the first yeah. lesion you find in the posterior and, you mm -hmm. know, be, become comfortable with isolating and yeah. making sure you don't, your hands aren't shaking as you go in and you hit the lip and there's like a little <laughs> silver <laughs> on the lip, little tattoo. I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Right. And once you do, it'll snowball. And before you know it, you'll be thinking, where have you been all my life? Yeah. STF. I, I don't want to live in a world without you. <laughs> 
I love that. And I, I think you're just such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and, and, and thank you again so much for, for being here today, for, for sharing all of this um, with us. It's very clear that you're passionate about uh, treating tiny humans and, and doing so with a minimally evasive approach. Um, if, if people wanted to find you on social media, um, how would they go about finding you? Well, on Instagram, I'm at Dr. McLean, D-R, Mac, like the computer, lean like me. <laughs> Dr. McLean. Um, our, and my practice name is Affiliated Children's Dental Specialists. Um, and we also have an Instagram and a YouTube. And you can follow the YouTube or subscribe, I should say. Like and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. But there's tons of videos. In fact, Oral Science and Elevate, they use our, our their, their reps use yep. uh, yes, my application videos. So you can watch those and, and get um, techniques. Yeah, we'll, li we'll link all of those things in the description box below so you can visit those, awesome. those uh, well, awesome thank resources. Thanks so much for being here. I don't know if Katrina Thanks, told guys. you, um, but we're called Tooth or Dare Podcast for a reason. Oh. Um, at the end of the podcast, Katrina and I do a uh, rock, paper, scissors, and the loser goes up against you. You can decide to either accept a tooth or a dare or dish out a tooth or a dare to the loser. And the result of that goes up on our social media within the next seven, seven days. So <laughs> think about what you want to do while Katrina and I do this little rock, paper, scissors situation. And in the meantime, for all of you out there, please follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. Follow the podcast at toothordare.podcast to watch this dare go down. So Katrina and I are going to do this. Are you ready, girlfriend? Okay, I'm ready. I, I, I've got it now. Ready? Okay, ready? Go. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Scissors. <sighs> I lost, Yay! guys. I did scissors. <laughs> Katrina did rock. I lost. So, uh, Dr. McLean, you and I are up against one another. Would you like to accept a tooth or a dare? Or would you like to dish out? Sure, I'll accept it's tooth or dare. Which one would you like? A tooth I'd like or a, a dare? tooth. I like a tooth. tooth. Yeah, you want a tooth? Good. Teeth are good. Ooh, I gotta, let's see, what do I got here? Tooth. Oh man, truths are so hard. What do you like least about working with children? Their parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, just the end. That's Their it. parents. I love that. Period. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you want the elaborated yeah. And to read that Dentaltown article because it goes into it in, in detail. Awesome. That they're the hardest part of our job is dealing with the parents. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Agree. Amen, okay. sister. Thank you so much uh, for being here. We really you. appreciate your time. And this was fun. I appreciate, appreciate you saving little people and little people's teeth. Oh, you're the best. Thank you, ladies. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. See you at Jazzercise in. and good luck. See with you your, at Jazzercise. Good luck with the opening of your practice. Thank Hopefully you so much. Visit Thank it. You. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, everyone. Peace yeah, out. Thanks, peace. Guys. All right, we're back. From the, um, we're on the flip side. We're on the other flippity flip. We're on, on the, the other. Flip. We're on the other side of the flippity flip. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this episode pretty much summed it all up. Thoughts? Yeah. 
She no, Hot she sauce. was amazing, and I I yeah. think you know the the more that you can get those communication techniques from other professionals and just kind of take yes. little nuggets of those things, I think is really important. And I think the other lesson too is she especially now is really working and focusing on minimally invasive dentistry, which we know in this current pandemic is something that we need to be focusing on as well. Um, She's such an advocate. She's so passionate about it. One of the things that um, we didn't really get to the heart of a lot in this episode was, I mean, I've, I've spoken to her outside of Jazzercise, um, like literally standing outside the gym and she's like, she is so passionate about making sure that parents and patients feel safe being in a pediatric office here in Arizona. Mm. That's not necessarily always the case. Really? Um, yes. It's, it seems like every other week, um, a kiddo goes into a, uh, pediatric office and, um, is over sedated and oh, no. loses their life. Um, and it's, it's extremely really? tragic. It's that frequent to the point where parents are terrified when you refer the p- pediatric patient to peds. Stop. It's that bad. And so what happened, and, and I get it. I don't have kids, but I have dogs, obviously. So what happens yeah. is, for me, um, it, that's hard. Um, for the pediatric dentist, They because they spend so much time studying these things, it's, it's so hard. Um, why should somebody be losing their life because they're getting a, a cavity taken care of? Right. And I don't mean to oversimplify it, but that's the reality of it. And so no, yeah. what she has done is she has branded this. She's talked about this technology. She's talked about these procedures that are available to help make things more accessible, to make things more patient-friendly. And I right. think sometimes we get out of that because, yes, we are highly trained and we want to be able to provide these services to the patients. But if we're providing treatment modalities or treatment prescriptions that are not going to work because our patients are so fearful of losing their life or whatever that may be. And, and she's doing these trainings. She is spending all of this incredible time traveling and lecturing on this content. Um, she's doing it with a purpose in mind and, and her why is so strong. And yeah. so, um, I, and I, I've, I've bared witness to it in some of the conversations that we've had. She's so passionate and so smart yeah. and so witty and so charming. And, um, I, I, the world needs more clinicians like her. And, um, and snaps so if you ever get snaps to all of the above, if you get the chance to see her, or if you've ever, if you are going to a program and she's one of the speakers, get into that lecture and watch her speak because she does it with such a gusto and finesse. And, uh, and she's hmm. really, she's a total boss, babe. She's awesome. 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 That was cool. Awesome. Love her. Awesome. Yeah, love her. So that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Peace out. Uh, until next time. We we appreciate you. Don't forget to register for Dense Place Arona World 2020, 2020 with yours truly, Irene in Naku and Katrina, the wine chanist. <laughs> yes. Um, that's it. Okay. We will see you guys in a couple of weeks. And uh, make sure to follow along on Insta. You know where to find us. Until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. Oh my God, I did it, Irene. Oh my God, you did it, Katrina. Are you so proud of me? I did it. I did it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you- Wait, t- tell me about your beautiful braid, you beautiful flower, you. Um, I've missed your cuteness, I have to say. You have? Okay, t- look, hold on I a second have. here, though. Take a look at what I'm wearing. I look like a librarian with a drinking problem. Why look are at- you 
wearing, hold on, let's take a moment to talk about your striped pants, oh. your blue shirt, and your... Yeah, let's just get in. Let's just get into this. Yeah, yeah. First of all, you you, have, you owe some late fees. Just kidding. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like kind of doing this new like drunken librarian thing, and I'm kind of loving it. I mean, you're rocking it well. Thanks, friend. Um, <laughs> that wine, that wine sip did not look like it was good. No, it was really good. It's just, it's like, it's a Chine and Blanc Viognier. So it just kind of like hits you. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, no, oh. I actually had to put an ice cube in mine because my wine was warm. You did? I love that. Mm. I love that for you. Not the, not the warm wine, but the, the no. ice, ice vine. Look at your beautiful braid. Did you braid that on your own or did your husband do that? No, I did it by myself. All by myself. So did, but I want to braid <laughs> my hair all day. Get it, girl. Yes, all day. But would you ever, would you ever let your husband braid your hair? Why are you so quiet? Could you imagine what that would look like? Can we can we make that happen though? That would be so amazing. I'd love that. I think I would. I have so many other dares for you that are so much better though. You do? Oh. Yeah, they're all up here in my noggin. In, <laughs> in my, your noodle. In my, in my noodle. That's where they <laughs> live. Is right there. Oh my gosh, we're both wearing pearls, Irene. Irene. Mine are attached to me. Yes, they are. They're like Braille. (laughs) (laughs) If Helen Keller were hanging out with you right now, she'd be going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Are we ready to rock and roll and rumble and all of the rocks and the rolling? Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) Hey, Katie. Just put it over here. Can I ask you for a huge favor? Can you get me some more coffee? Is that um, your assistant I, you're making get her, you're making her get you coffee? I can't with you. That's, you're being extra. Um, there's so little cream in it, so it'll show you the color. The Stop best. it. Thank you. Stop it. You're extra. Stop <sighs> it. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my hair. She has nothing to do. <laughs> she has nothing to do but get you coffee. You literally hired somebody to get you coffee. That's how bougie you are right now. Stop it. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. And as long as I'm happy, you're happy. And you're happy, See, I'm happy. It, this is what it's all about. It's all about the love. It's all about the love. <laughs> you didn't say cheers, Katrina. Oh, where did she go? She Ooh, left. She, she had another call. Ditched us. She had another.